Hey, whatever. You are now tuned in to the Growing Gardenias podcast, a podcast created to bring you insight on mental wellness and self-help. Always remember you are still growing and still learning daily and you are lovely. Subscribe for weekly gems. Gardenia blessings to each of you. I'm your host, Niara Jasmine, and this is episode 24, Ask Me, session two. Hi, my lovelies. Welcome back to another episode of the Growing Gardenias podcast. Today's shout out Sunday. Well, today's Monday, but let's just pretend it's Sunday for a second. Today's shout out Sunday goes to Fabi Airy123. This person said, Growing Gardenias is definitely what we need, especially as people of color, introducing and going into topics that are taboo or just things we won't bring up. It's good to have an outlet, a free expression, and just knowing we aren't alone in our struggles. Keep it going, love. Thank you for the review and for being a supporter and a listener. I appreciate you. I love you, whoever you are. Thank you very, very, very much. I appreciate it. So today is going to be an Ask Me session, the second one. If you guys recall, the first one, I had about like four questions and I I just answer them just off the top of my head. This is another one of those episodes. I don't have anything planned. I don't have anything written down except the questions that I'm going to talk about. So this is a little random, a little more impromptu or whatever. I hope you guys like it. Let me know what you think, of course. So the first question, and I got some good ones this time. So thank you, thank you, thank you. The first question is, and it's in no particular order, but the first question is how to enjoy your singleness. So first things first, I don't know when being single became this whole negative thing. Like there's literally nothing wrong with being single. I think being single is actually a great time to grow and to develop and to learn about yourself, to learn your love language, to learn the things that you like in other people, the things that you would want in a relationship. That's exactly what singleness is about. So how to enjoy your singleness, have fun, learn yourself, learn who you are, learn what you like, learn what you don't like, go on dates, meet new people, just for fun just for new experiences but what i will say to fully enjoy your singleness you first have to enjoy yourself don't let that go over your head to enjoy your singleness you have to enjoy yourself first because what is singleness it's not having a significant other you are your own significant other you are in a relationship with yourself you're taking yourself out on dates so in order to enjoy that you have to enjoy being alone you have to enjoy being comfortable in solitude go listen to that episode but yeah that's how you enjoy your singleness like just have fun learn yourself learn who you really are hang out with your friends try new things just do things do things that are fun and then you won't look at your singleness as like oh i'm single no it's like yeah girl i'm single like or guy whoever it is listening whoever single whatever just have fun have fun live your life like (laughs) life is not based on a relationship on a significant other yeah it's nice to be in a relationship it's great but that's not the only goal you can have in life or you should have in life like that's not your end your end all be all so have fun enjoy the singleness date don't date do whatever you want to do just have fun just enjoy it just be in the present and don't think about oh why don't I have a partner why am I not in a relationship blah 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 blah. like don't even don't do all that just enjoy the fact that you get this alone time to grow to enjoy yourself to learn yourself this is a good thing it's not bad being single okay so the next question is how can you be more secure in yourself and your relationship with all the temptation on social media another good question so first how to be secure in your relationship trust if you're in a relationship 
relationship and you don't trust your partner, then you shouldn't be in a relationship with that person, period, period. So that's the first thing. Secondly, it's just social media. It's just Instagram. There are plenty of attractive people in the world and you wouldn't be human if you said that you didn't look. Like there's nothing wrong with looking or even liking pictures, whatever. That's not a big deal. And trust me, I'm speaking from experience. I used to be one of those, why are you liking all this shit on Instagram? Blah, 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 blah. But that's like, that's unnecessary. Like you have to be secure in yourself. You know you're a baddie. Yes, there are other baddies in the world. It's okay to look. As long as your partner is not commenting on people's stuff, making you look like boo-boo the damn fool, there's nothing wrong with looking. And you would be lying if you said that you saw somebody attractive and didn't look. Like you have eyes, you're human, you're gonna look. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But the security in your relationship has to come from the fact that you trust your partner. If there's no trust, there's no us. I know y'all heard that before. If there's no trust, there's no us. Now, obviously your partner shouldn't be liking inappropriate things on Instagram because what is the point of that or whatever other social media account cool fine whatever but at the end of the day you have to be secure in your relationship with trust you have to trust your partner you have to know that you guys are in a committed relationship and nothing is going to happen from a couple likes on Instagram or from seeing people on Instagram now if your partner god forbid does do some dumb foolishness from Instagram then guess what that person doesn't deserve you and doesn't deserve to be in your life and that's just the end of that we don't have time to be putting up with people who don't deserve us nope we're not doing that so that's that now how to be more secure in yourself honey you just gotta realize that you're a baddie you just gotta tell yourself that you're a baddie until you believe it say those mirror affirmations i'm telling you they work write down affirmations only you can validate yourself like being a baddie is not about what you wear it's not about if you beat your face every day it's really not about any of that it's a mentality it's like you can be dressed in a garbage bag you are still a baddie because that's your mentality and no one can tell you otherwise and no one has to validate who you are you do that you do that so go listen to the self-worth session and learn how to be more secure in yourself and trust your partner and that's how you are more secure in your relationship and if you cannot trust your partner get out of a relationship with that person okay okay the next question is how do you form and maintain a closer relationship with god so i feel like there's not one answer for this and this is also very subjective so the most that i can do is just talk about my experience with forming and maintaining a relationship with god so the way that i've been doing it is just by praying and i don't go to church only because i haven't found one that i really like or that i really feel connected to or super welcomed at if you guys have any church suggestions in new york uh, Brooklyn preferably please share them with me but anyway the way that I formed a relationship with God honestly I just started praying and I think what really made me want to even form a relationship with God is the fact that I was going through well am going through a difficult transitional period in my life right now and so I just pray every chance I get I pray but what I used to do is like I would only pray when something was wrong or if I'm sad or if I'm upset about something but what I do now is like I pray for good things too like I pray that I'm feeling joyful today. I pray that I woke up today. I pray for not just the bad, but just for the good. And I just kind of pray literally any chance I get for anything. So I would definitely say pray, pray any chance you get when you wake up in the morning, during the middle of the day, when you go to sleep at night, always pray. Thank God. Thank God for everything you have. Um, Find a church if you can. Find a church that you like, that you resonate with, and you can start going to church. That's kind of all I really have because that's what I've been doing. Well, Minus the church part, but I've honestly really just been praying and I feel like that's how I've been maintaining my relationship with God and like just keeping my faith strong and keeping my faith alive. So yeah. Question four is what's your idea of a great first date? 
So my idea of a great first date is somewhere where we can sit and talk and get to know each other. So I think dinner at a, like a nice restaurant is a great first date. It shows you put some effort into where you're taking the person or whoever. I always think dinner is the safest and it's just at a nice restaurant though, not at like some bummy restaurant, a nice restaurant, classy, where you can dress up, look nice, whatever. And then you can sit across from each other and talk to each other and get to know each other. Um, or something fun like mini golf or bowling, like that's fun, but you can still talk to each other and get to know each other as you're doing the activity. A bad first date, for example, is something like the movies. That's a terrible first date because you don't know each other and you don't have any time to get to know each other because you have to be quiet and watch the movie. So I think a great first date is anywhere where you can sit and talk and get to know each other and spend some time together. Or you can go for like a more creative day, like more creative than dinner. But as long as it's somewhere you guys can talk and get to know each other, that's the point. And that that's just me. Like not everybody's like that. That's just what I think is a good first date. Next question. What paths can you take to lead you to coming to terms with your current situation like the realization that this is where you really are at this point in your life oof my daily struggle i hate to state the obvious but you have to check yourself literally sit down alone with your thoughts and with yourself and check yourself okay this is the point that i'm in right now in life this is what's happening this is where i'm going or this is where i want to go because you don't know the future and you really should be living in the present but just really talk to yourself honestly whatever it is that is your path right now whatever is happening right now was meant to happen like this is a part of your story whether you like it or not and trust me i particularly don't like my story right now but but this was written for me this is my fate this is what's happening and you just have to realize that like it is what it is it'd be like that it really be like that sometimes like you may not like it but you have to be real with yourself this is what it is and if you don't like it if you have a problem with the way that it is then you come up with solutions to solve it but to get to that realization like okay this is where I am in life you have to talk to yourself and stop living in la la land and just be real with yourself like all right I don't like this but it is what it is. This is what's happening currently. And after you come to the realization that this is what's happening in your life and this is where you're at and that that's okay and tough times do not last, things will get better, you deal with it and you move on. Question six, what is your biggest fear and how do you challenge those fears? Hmm. Well, my biggest fear is not making an impact in the world like how I would like to. Um, anyone who knows me knows I can go on and on and on about black mental health and about rape culture in the society and about survivor rights and all that stuff. So my biggest fear is when I become a clinical psychologist, not making an impact. I really want to help people help themselves. And I always say that that's such a cliche answer, but that's really what it is. And if I'm not able to do that, I'm going to be sad <laughs> because that's what I want to do, especially for the black community, my black brothers and sisters. But the way that I challenge those fears, especially now, because I feel like I'm not really doing much now, I pretty much just keep my faith strong. Like, I know I'm going to get these things done. Like, besides me wanting to be a clinical psychologist, one of my goals in the future, I'm not going to say what it is, y'all will see in a couple years, but one of my goals requires a lot of knowledge and extensive research in order to complete it. So although I'm not able to actually execute what I want right now, I'm doing the research, I'm doing the background work, and I'm kind of building up into what I want to do so 
even though I'm afraid sometimes like, oh, am I going to be successful? Am I going to be able to really make an impact on the world? I'm doing like the groundwork. And that's another way I kind of keep my fears in check is like I'm doing the groundwork now. I'm on the right path to do what I want to be doing. And that kind of gives me some reassurance. So that's what I do. Next question. Is it unhealthy to be nonchalant? I don't think that it's unhealthy, but I do think that it depends on the situation. For example, I don't think a person should be nonchalant about important things like their future or their mental health or the type of person that they are, how they treat other people. I don't think you should be nonchalant about things like that. But for example, if you're nonchalant about like people's opinions of you or people having opinions about what you do, like that's not a problem to me. I think that a good balance of nonchalantness is actually pretty good because sometimes you do have to be nonchalant in order to get through some things. But I don't think you should be nonchalant about important things. I think that's when it's kind of becomes like, oof, this is an issue. Next question is what inspires you weekly for your podcast? Honestly, the feedback that I get is really inspiring. I'm always having somebody hit me up like, wow, your episode helped me so much. And that always warms my heart. And it just makes me want to create more content. And also the fact that we literally all go through the same things and everything that I talk about, I've also been through. So I just like my supporters to know that they're not alone and we're all struggling together. And that's really what inspires me weekly. Question number nine, how do you know it's okay to open up to someone and trust them? So this is low-key a you thing and you might not like this answer, but it's really what feels right. Like you have to feel it. I don't know what type of person you are in terms of how your trust is set up, but I would just say give the person a chance to show you who they are before you decide to open up to them. Just give them a chance to show you that they are worthy of hearing your story, that they are worthy of you even opening up to them because you opening up to someone essentially is sharing a part of your energy and you don't want to do that with just anyone and you don't want to be telling just anyone your business. So I would say give the person some time, see how your friendship or relationship develops and then you decide based on your time spent together based on the type of person they are, based on the conversations you have, based on the way they treat other people. You decide if you are ready to open up to them or not, but give them a chance to show you who they are first before you decide to do that because you want to know who you're telling your business to and who you're opening up to. Next question is who inspires you? So I got this question last week, I want to say, and I really had a hard time answering it. Um, I was thinking about it and I was like, wait, I don't know who inspires inspires me like who inspires me to do the things that I do and who inspires me to do the things that I want to do after some thought to be honest I still don't really know when I think about why I want to go into clinical psychology and why I want to focus on trauma and PTSD I just think about the black community and I think about the intergenerational trauma that we pass on to our children and that we get from my parents and how these things manifest in adulthood I think about how we've been abused and we have no real outlet and no real safe space to analyze to understand to explore our traumas and that it's kind of what inspires me because I want to be that safe space for people in my community. I know personally when I had a white therapist, I didn't feel comfortable sharing anything. And I think that it would have really helped and I would have opened up way more if I had a therapist who looked like me and who understood certain cultural things, who understood what it meant to be a black woman in this country, who just understood things like that and who could relate to me. So the healing of my people that I plan on doing is really what inspires me me the most. 
Um, I guess that's not really a person. I guess the person, quote unquote, would be the black community, my people. That's what inspires me. There are more people. So I am going to keep thinking about this and I will get back to you when I get the answer. So the next question is, how do you stop looking for external fulfillment and find it within? What does it mean? As I've said time and time and time again, happiness comes from within. You can fill yourself with all the riches in the world. You can fill yourself with all the materialistic things in the world. But if you aren't happy inside, you'll never be happy. And I think that when people seek external fulfillment, it's because they they are not happy with themselves and honestly that is a natural feeling it is totally normal to sometimes not feel happy with yourself however it is destructive for your being and your sense of self so some of the ways to stop seeking external fulfillment i think is to first realize that it's not an overnight process it's not going to be a thing where you're like okay i'm done seeking external fulfillment and then the next day you're okay that's not the way that it works and most likely if you do seek external fulfillment this is something that you been doing for a while so it's literally going to be a process to like deprogram yourself so give yourself a break if you don't get it right away if it doesn't happen right away don't expect it to happen overnight because that's not how it works it's a process it's an ongoing process even sometimes when you think you're good you won't be good and that is okay so that's the first step second step I would say definitely you have to have to have to love yourself you have to learn yourself you have to not let the things that you see in society corrupt your brain like it's super easy to feel insecure just from the things that we see every day but you have to stay true to yourself nurture your soul nurture your spirit make it your duty to take care of yourself because there's only one you nurture your soul take care of your mental health take care of your physical health take care of yourself become more spiritual get in touch with your spirituality remove yourself from materialistic things Remove yourself from superficial people, superficial relationships. Let those type of people go. Only welcome peace and good vibes into your life. And again, this is a process. So you'll start to do these things and you'll start to slowly crave internal happiness. And then guess what? The external fulfillment doesn't mean anything to you anymore because that's not your focus. That's that's not of importance anymore. But that's a process that doesn't happen overnight. I'm still in my own journey of this and I'm nowhere near completed. I'm nowhere near successful in my journey of letting go of the need for external fulfillment so don't feel bad it literally is an ongoing process just don't give up you know what you want don't give up on it and don't give up on yourself we are almost done with our questions we have about three more left so the next question is what does sisterhood mean to you and how do you cultivate your friends sisterhood to me means support it means people you can go to people you can depend on people who have your best interests at heart and you have their best interests at heart people who who are your literal family your sisters people who you love people who you want to protect people who you cherish a sisterhood is a community people who are like-minded people who also have goals similar to yours or just people who aspire to be better people who inspire you people who motivate you to do better for yourself because they're also doing better for themselves that's what a sisterhood means to me i'm very blessed to have my sisterhood my small circle of friends i love them to pieces you guys know who you are shout out to y'all oh and i forgot it's also not always going to be peaches and cream all the time part of a strong sisterhood in my opinion 
is also people who can tell you about yourself when you need to hear it. Like my friends keep me in check. My friends do not hesitate to tell me about myself when I need it and vice versa. So how do I cultivate my friends? Um, I feel like a lot of the friendships that I have, some of them are from high school. So I don't remember how we became friends. Some of them are from middle school. So I definitely don't remember how we became friends, but I guess the college ones and grad school friends. Well, for grad school, it was like, oh, you're black, I'm black. Let's be black together. That's literally how we became friends. We started a group chat called Black Girl Magic and then it's been history from there. My college friends, we mostly all became friends through our organization. Um, and I guess some through class, through club rooms, et cetera, et cetera. So Loki, I don't know how to cultivate friends because like I feel like I've gained all my friends just from like convenient situations. But I would say I guess for the more antisocial person because believe it or not I am not very social um I would say just be yourself and like you'll attract who you're meant to attract like I'm sorry that's not as in-depth as I would like it to be but that's really all I can think of and for the social person go to places introduce yourself be yourself and people will naturally be attracted to you as well question number 13 are you going to have guests on your podcast I am I'm gonna start interviewing people my first guest actually will be next week so stay tuned for the first guest ever on Growing Gardenias or whatever. But yes, I will have guests. I am working on that, you know. So yes, stay tuned for that. That's going to be a whole new adventure and it's going to be exciting. So yes, stay tuned for next week because we will have our first ever guest. Our final question is, where do you see Growing Gardenias going? So I'm hoping Growing Gardenias continues to gain listeners and supporters. I think the most listens so far I've ever gotten on an episode is like 155. So I want to keep growing my supporters. I want to keep putting out new content that people can relate to. People of all ages, not just millennials, older people, younger people, teenagers, preteens. Content that everyone can relate to no matter your age, no matter your race, whatever. And now that I plan on having some guests i hope i could turn this into like a little interview style mental wellness self-help type of show and i just want to keep reaching people i just want to keep touching people with my words i just want to keep helping people and yeah i just want to make an impact that's my biggest thing i want growing gardenias to reach people like it's been doing so far so that is where i see growing gardenias going and just on that note thank you thank you thank you to everyone for the support who have been supporting since day one who have pushed me who questioned me when the new episode is not out on sunday thank you to everyone who has left me a rating left me a review i appreciate all of you so much now with that being said that is the end of this ask me session i hope you guys enjoyed it i hope those answers were helpful to you that is all i have for you guys thank you so much for listening please leave me a rate and review on apple podcast so more people can hear this podcast and talk to you next week gardenia blessings to each of you